What does your email inbox look like? If it looks anything like mine, it's 90% shopping websites that I've signed up for the discount, you know, the little pop-up menu, and says, sign up now for 20% off your first order that I never end up using. And now I'm ticked when they show up in my inbox every dang day. So what do I do? I of course ignore my inbox. And then when I finally get the strength to check it, I scan for the important stuff. The emails from my girl's teachers, the room mom responsibilities, the online bills, the neighborhood newsletter, and then I close it out until the next time. But on the flip side, as a small business owner, I want everyone to open my emails, except the stats don't lie. Nowadays, only 20% of marketing emails are opened. Clearly, no one is checking their emails anymore. Unless you still have that AOL email address. Then you do you, babe. You do you. It is time to reach your customers where they want to be reached. In fact, 75% of your customers prefer you quit using their email and they want you to use text messages instead. And how about this? 98% of text marketing messages are opened. If I'm doing my math right, I believe that's greater than 20%. Project Broadcast is the solution you're looking for. Keep your business in the palm of your customer's hand. It's personal, it's you, it's your business. Use the link in the show notes to receive 500 free text credits to start. I have been using it for a year now and I have seen a huge increase in my customer loyalty, my sales, and my customer engagement. Those are big business wins. To get those 500 free credits, go to www.projectbroadcast.com backslash question mark VIA equal girl boss rehab. The link's also in the show notes, y'all. Do you have a reservation? What's the name? Oh, yes, here you are. So glad you're here. I've been expecting you. I'm Tori Shira. But you already knew that, didn't you? Are you ready to fall in love with your direct sales business and purpose again? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Girl Boss Rehab. Well, we are here, uh, Girl Boss Rehab, and I am so thankful that you are tuning in this week. And I have a special gift for you guys, and that is uh, someone who is a dear friend of mine and has been for over a decade now. She hates that I say that, but we were friends when we were 12. Yes. I may have been two, but she was. <laughs> and, and we met through direct sales, network marketing, all the things. When I lived in Maryland for a brief year and a half, and uh, she hasn't been able to get rid of me since. So uh, that's really on her. I mean, she needs to change her phone number and her address. I don't know why she hasn't yet, but I'm still here. So I wanted to introduce you to her because not only is she is a dear friend of mine, not only do we have the love of the network marketing industry in common, But she has been in the network marketing industry for over 20 
years. And she is currently making a pivot from one company to another because of life changes. And I think that is something that too often we forget that we're able to do. And just all the stuff that goes with that. And so she brings a lot of wisdom to the table that I know that you guys will get some some great insight on, some encouragement on. She's freaking hilarious. Without any further ado, this is Kim Hurd. Thank you so much for letting me put you through this. <laughs> well, I would like to say thanks for having me, but I'm not sure how this is going to go yet. So. <laughs> so at the end, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you we'll let me know if that, that makes right. it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would like for the record, like everybody to know that she is here on her own will. While she has no other place to stay here in Kansas, she is not chained up to this microphone by any means. So she is not chained here against her will at the moment. Right now. I'll let you know. If you hear chains in the background, <laughs> that is because the situation has changed. <laughs> so there is that. Okay. So I want to know when you started in direct sales 20 something years ago, how old were you and what made you decide to do direct sales and why? Okay. Well, first of all, you just want me to put my age out there. <laughs> That's so not the way to start this off. No, actually, I was... And what were the dinosaurs like? <laughs> oh, this just yeah. took a really great turn real fast. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. They were a little before my time. Um, so, anyway, I was um, actually... 30 when I started in direct sales. I had been an insurance agent for years and I don't know how many of y'all love your insurance agent, but I can tell you as fabulous as I am, my people did not always love me. <laughs> and, you know, you can only deal with the negativity and stuff for so long. So I was looking for something that would allow me to, you know, the cliche of set my own schedule and do my own thing. But it, it really was true because I had twin daughters that were in middle school and getting ready, you know, they would be doing high school and college and all that good stuff. And that's when you really start realizing your kids are going up too fast and you need yeah. to be with them. And, and, you know, you come home from work stressed and aggravated and tired and everything. And I just was done with it. So I found another way to be able to make my executive income without working for somebody else without somebody dictating to me the hours of when I worked and where I worked and what I had to do and did my own thing. And it, it was great. It worked for me for the last 23 years. See, and that's incredible. Like for people that think that is this industry sustainable? Is it I'm like, hello? Like there's a reason there's a joke about the vacuum salesman or the Bible salesman, the encyclopedia salesman going door to door selling you stuff. I mean, like because this is a sustainable industry. Well, when you look at it in the terms of nothing happens until somebody sells something, period. Someone sells you your clothes. They sell you your car. They sell you your food. They sell you your gas. You know, they sell you your home. They sell you everything in this world takes place because somebody sells something. And when that stops, everything stops. So whether you're selling insurance or you're selling a product, whatever it is. A cossier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your coffee. Somebody is selling someone something somewhere. So it just depends on what works for you 
what you find that you're passionate about. And as life changes, your passion changes, your needs change, your ideas change. And there's nothing wrong with pivoting to go with those changes. For 23 years, I loved what I did. I loved the people that I met were incredible. The training that I got, the life lessons that I learned can't be replaced. Can't I mean, it just, it was an incredible experience. I would say, you know, there's so many people that or against the MLMs for whatever reason. And the thing is, if you've had a bad experience, I can assure you, it's not all like that. That's not what it's meant to be. Well, and my thought is when you walk into a restaurant and you have a bad waiter, the quality of the food is still good, but you had to wait for 45 minutes because the hostess or whatever. And then the waiter was less than and then couldn't get your check. And it was a whole ordeal. But you continue to go back to the restaurant because the quality of the food was great. But it doesn't mean just because you had a bad experience here that you are going to have a bad experience Again, that was an individual experience with that set of group of people. The other thing, too, I also look at it now as like you can't judge Jesus on his church, period. So you can't judge an opportunity based on the people in the opportunity. There's always going to be bad apples. There's always going to be the people that are in it for the wrong reasons, the people that make it about themselves, the people that are greedy, the people that are all the things. There's going to be that situation, but it doesn't mean that they're all that way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no matter what you come across in life, there's always going to be the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. You know, there's always you're going to try things and you're going to realize it's not for me. And you may be that person who unfortunately experiences that person's trial (laughs) and you can tell them before they realize, girl, this ain't for you. (laughs) (laughs) Give it up now. It's, you know, the whole thing is, Do you want to be successful? Do you want to find what is... I look at my girls who both went to college for two totally different things. One of them uses her college degree. She's a pharmaceutical chemist and she uses her college degree. The other one went to school to be a horse trainer. And right now she's a stay-at-home mom. So, you know... Just because you start out one way doesn't mean that's where you have to stay. Right. It doesn't mean that, yes, I went, I worked, I studied, you know, even in insurance, we had to go take courses and take our state exam and everything else. And that doesn't mean that that was right for me forever. So it's perfectly okay to give something a try and determine this isn't for me or to say, you know what? This obviously isn't for this person. You know, maybe I had a bad experience because they were having a bad experience. Whatever it is, you know, I think we need to give a little more grace to people and not be so quick to judge an entire thing on one experience. Right. And whatever it is in life. Absolutely. I think, I mean, it's the same thing with like a cop who gave me a ticket when I was pregnant and <gasps> the nerve. I know. I, even cried. You would think that I would have gotten out of that one. But I was literally testing. Andrew and I were taking two different routes to the hospital to find out which one was faster. And I was trying to explain that to the police officer. And not only did I get to the hospital and Andrew goes, beat which in itself was a 
I was like, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, by the way, babe, I got a because this police officer couldn't tell that I was eight months pregnant. But you can't judge, like you say, you can't judge one, like an entire industry on one person, on one experience, on, you know, well, so and so had a bad experience and they took all their, it's all different. But let's talk about, you were mentioning about pivoting and how. You have been p- part of a skincare and cosmetic company. That was your first introduction to direct sales. And now you are pivoting into health and wellness, which has a different business model. Like, so talk about the difference with your skincare and cosmetic company, like what they would want you to do with customers and how to meet customers. And then how the health and wellness company is more or less. I mean, it's different. It's just different. Yeah, it's very different. And and that's something that, you know, is taking some getting used to because, you know, you, you are trained, educated I, I, is a better word. You're educated on running your own business in a certain way based on the company that you're with, based on the product that it is that, you, that you're representing. And each one is different. So the way to approach them is differently. The way to approach people is very different. So it's really quite a change in mindset. And I think the big difference right now is a lot of people, it's, I found it easier to talk to people about, you know, in a general conversation about their makeup or their skincare or whatever that at the time was just easier for me to talk to someone about their health and their wellness doesn't always come across in a very easy conversation that I am used to at this point because in the past, it hasn't been a priority for me. And I think that's a big thing, which is part of the pivot. It's not anything to do with the company or the people in it at all in any way, shape or form. I still adore them. I still am very close friends with them. I'm not turning my back on any of it. And they're not turning their back on me in any way. I mean, we're, our, our friendships are so strong and solid, which is incredible. So to let our listener know, as far as the skincare and cosmetic company, that the business plan is they suggest that you sit down and have the parties in person right? Or the individual one-on-ones, the mm-hmm. consultations, that is what their business plan focuses on. Building relationships. Building relationships mm-hmm. face-to-face, person-to-person that way. Versus the health and wellness business that you're now focusing on building is still building relationships, but it's starting building the relationships in via social media and just conversation versus sampling a product sitting down at a table, which is the skincare cosmetic. This is just like, hey, let's talk about where you feel well, health and wellness. And like, those are very different business models of what you need to schedule or focus on. Correct. Yeah, it is. It's very different. And especially when I'm learning to become a little more tech savvy, but it's really a struggle for me. So I put my wall up very quickly and say, you know, I fight it off with every ounce of my being, but I'm, I'm learning to accept it and to embrace it. Baby steps, of course. Baby steps. But it is. It's very, very different in how we do things. And it's okay to make a change. It's okay to have to pivot. It's okay to find that your priorities have changed or your ideas have changed or what is important to you has changed. And it's okay to take those steps. 
but it's very important to not prejudge and not go according to what you think it should be. Learn the facts and then get the training from those who are in the place where you want to be. Right. And people who don't even want to hear what you have to say or what it's about, or I know somebody who did that and it didn't work for them. Well, I also know people who started in college never finished, but that didn't stop you from going and getting a degree. So are you going to take advice from the person who dropped out? and never chase their dreams or never did anything? Or are you going to take advice from the person who is chasing their dreams and living their best life? So it's okay to make changes. It's okay to do whatever, but learn what that looks like in that new position, in that new company, in that new whatever. And that's kind of where I am is learning all of that and making that change. I don't want to say kicking and screaming because it is so different, but it's a change. Being tired all the time is like a badge of honor now. Oh, you haven't slept in a full week? Well, I may have slept, but I wake up like I feel like I just got hit by a truck. And how many times do we catch ourselves scanning the pantry or illuminating the kitchen with just the light from the fridge? Because I want something. I just don't know what. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could hit an actual reset button on our bodies just like we do on our phones when they start acting wonky? Y'all, now we can. I'm not kidding. In three days, you can feel healthier and more confident. Reset helps you reimagine your health, remove the roadblocks, and reset your course for health. With this three-day nutritionally supported fast, aka you won't starve, you're getting 68 grams of protein. Can I get a hallelujah? You are resetting your metabolic system on a cellular level. There is not enough fitness classes in the world that can do that, y'all. Go to crazyfaithmama.com backslash reset and get yours today. For the first 50, you'll see a promo code to get 10% off. So don't wait. Time to press the reset button on your body. Okay, so let's share a little bit about like what the last year has been for you, because this was not necessarily something that was on your radar. God had a very specific plan for you and he continues to lead you and he's made it abundantly clear that your schedule is going to need to change, which caused you to go, wait, now I need to pivot because what I was doing is not realistic. I can't do parties on evenings and weekends. I can't do those things anymore. I need something that's a little bit more. I can make a phone call. I can get on the phone with somebody. I can make a Zoom while I'm sitting in my car. Like those are, it's a little bit different. So can you share with us a little bit about your last? Yeah, it's been uh, quite a ride. So in January, I actually found out that I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, a very small one, but nonetheless. So when people hear brain tumor, (laughs) it's like, holy freaking cow, you have a brain like all of a sudden. uh, Yeah, y'all. When she called me and says like, so I have a brain tumor. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, what? I'm not computing this. So we need to have a conversation. So here's how I look at it. I always tell my parents that I was their prized child. I just now have the golden nugget to prove it. (laughs) I like that. So we refer to it as my nugget. I like. So I drove to my parents' house. I wanted to tell them in person. Well, I had known that my dad, who was the healthiest man alive. Do you remember who told you because you didn't want to tell your parents? Do you remember who told you to tell your parents? No, was it you? Yes, it was me. Okay, thank you. (laughs) 
I just Sing. want credit. I just want credit for that, she y'all. Does. Want, you know, it's all about her. It is. I just oh want to make sure. Goodness. Let's make sure that I am fully, you know. But, yeah, I and I do remember that. I wasn't going to tell them until I knew for sure a little bit more what was going on. Uh-huh. Um, I said, "Do you think your parents would absolutely flip their lid?" And had you come back and said, "So for the last couple of months, I've had a brain tumor." Yeah, haven't by the way, because I, I know you guys have been busy, but thought you. But I said, they will kill you. If that brain tumor doesn't, your parents will kill you. So just. Yeah. So no. So I did. I wrote up and actually my dad, who's super, super healthy. He's 77 years old, still running his body shop, working in it every day. He had been sick with a head cold for a little while. When I got up there to tell them in person what was going on, I realized, because they live an hour and a half away from me, I realized how sick my dad was. Unfortunately, my mom, who has, I guess, mid-stages of dementia, wasn't grasping how sick my dad was at the time. So when I got there and realized how sick he was, I said, that's it. We're getting you to the emergency room. And of course, he's a, he was a vet in the Coast Guard. So we took him to the VA hospital. And within two weeks, he passed away. That's a whole nother issue. But we'll just say he that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, that's going to be on our political podcast <laughs> from Girlboss. Uh, we have just FYI. That's so right. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, he passed away. So I was left very suddenly with taking care of my mom who they planned ahead. So, you know, because they wanted to have a great retirement and everything else, but it was now I've got a body shop that I've got to figure out what we're going to do with. Take care of my mom. Am I going to stay there with her? Is she going to move down with me? Are we going to go back and forth? How's this going to happen? And then a couple months after that, Uncle Lee passed away and we got, because we're his only family, Mm -hmm. we have all of his stuff too that we're dealing with. So it's just been crazy. And that's when I realized so many more things have come to light, like making sure you know what your parents' wishes are, your husband's wishes, your wife's wishes, whatever, your significant other, knowing where, you know, what account do you pay your bills out of? What account does your business come out of? Where is everything what's going on? That was just one whole aspect of it that you don't really think about. You think you know and right. until you're thrown into it. The other one was, look how healthy my dad was. Oh, right. Look mm-hmm. how healthy my dad was. And boom, in two weeks, he's gone. I'm not that healthy. I'll be the first one to admit I'm overweight. I don't get enough exercise. You know, I there's so many things I, I don't eat right. There's so many things that I take for granted and we are not promised tomorrow. We're not promised anything other than this second that we're in. Mm-hmm. So how can I plan for not just my future, but my mom's future? Because I'm all she's got. My brother, unfortunately, passed away. It's now been 14 years ago. So I'm all my mom has left, literally. So that's when I decided to make that change to taking better care of my health so I could take care of my mom so I can be around for my kids so I can get all of these things in order. And it just made my priority shift to what is my passion right now. What right. do I need to do right now for my family, for their future? I can't wait till tomorrow to decide to do it because tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. And unfortunately, I hate I, I hate that it takes something like those kind of things that make us realize that, right? And at the same time, it's almost a gift that God gives us. Like, um, this is your little tap on the shoulder. I just want to remind you that this is not your home, that I will call you home one day. It could be in the next 30 seconds. It could be in the next 30 years. We don't know, you know, and that's something. But 
What I want to talk about, because you were, have been so fortunate, so fortunate to have been surrounded in your previous company by a team of women that love you, period. Love you for you. And well, I am pretty fabulous. You are pretty fabulous. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> Sorry, I am. But when you told them like, y'all, I can't like realistically holding appointments while taking care of my mom, I can't do it. Like this business plan no longer works. I have to shift. I have to pivot. And health is where my priorities are going. And this lines up with my direction, right? And they were lovingly in that. Like they said, yes, go. Like, tell me how, and I know these women, tell me how fabulous these women are. And like that those women exist because so many times we create a story in our head, right? Where, oh my gosh, if I walk away. And those stories are just as valid because we all have those divorce stories where they're absolutely, and we all know the horror stories, well, well, they never talked to me again. And I went in a different direction and my upline no longer talks to me, blah, blah, blah. Those are just as valid. However, there are amazing people out there too who love you. So talk a little bit about how your leaders, your mentors all handled it when you said, I'm I'm making a pivot in that. I mean, in all honesty, they were a little sad because we have built such a close relationship and we've all been together for so many years. But they also knew that I'm not going anywhere. I'm just making a change. Right. Um, They were so supportive. And it was, Kimmy, you do what you have to do for your family. This is where your passion is. If this is where you feel God's leading you, if this is what you're being told to do, then do it. You know, we support you 110%. We don't want to see you leave. So don't go completely, you know, stay connected, stay plugged in, stay with us. We love you, but you do what you feel God's leading you to do. And we're okay with that. I talk to them every week. Some of them I talk to almost every day. I still go out and visit them. You know, they come out towards Maryland and visit me. So it's just, they are incredible, incredible Christian women and they lead by example in everything that they do. And that's part of what helped to mentor me and mold me into the fabulous person that I am today. Yes. But it's truly the relationships that you build that are genuine. And there's a difference between someone who really cares about people and their business, not just what's in it for me having this person here. It's how can I help them? How can I help them build? How can I help them become a better person? How can I help them with their family and be genuine and be genuine in your relationship with them inside the business aspect of it as well as personally? I'm not saying you have to be BFFs with everybody that comes along because not everybody's personalities work that way. But when you're putting others first, you're going to get what God has called you to have. It's going to come your way. It's going to happen. But you gotta, you've got to build those relationships. And that's something that they taught me. And they've been 110% behind me every step of the way. I haven't lost friends. Yeah, that's incredible. Because so many times we think, I mean, we've experienced it. I've seen it happen. I've experienced in other companies as far as, I mean, it's almost like a divorce that people are cho- having to choose between, they feel like they have to choose between you or the company. Like, oh, well, she walked away from the company. So I'm going to be over here. And you're like, wait, what, what a second. Hold on. Hold on. That wasn't the... And when you walk away from a company, it could be for a variety of reasons. It's not like all of a sudden it's like, 
well, that company sucks. It's not that. It's circumstances have changed. It's a different season. You've had to pivot. You need a different business plan. You need a different something else has set up. Again, it's not when you walk away from a company, it's not always bad. It's not because you've had a terrible experience. I know people do walk away because they've had a terrible experience with people. And so when you the divorce is like having to choose whose side are you on kind of thing. People are loyal to the company. and Well, and it's not like it was a really, it's not like I woke up one day and I go, okay, that's it. I'm done. This was a very, very hard decision to make because that was part of my life for 23 years. Yeah. It was not an easy decision to make. And I prayed about it constantly, but it was what i feel I'm being led to do. And it's what is going to work for me in this season of my life with what I have going on right now and with what's important to me and my family at this point. But there's no right or wrong as far as what company is better than another or anything. It's what works for you. You know, where do you belong? Where do you fit in? What's going to work best for you and your family? Mm -hmm. And when you find a place that you fit, that you feel comfortable, that works for you, that is going to make the difference that you're looking for, embrace it with everything that you have, but find the genuine people that are there. And if you can't find the genuine people, be the genuine people. Yeah, you have to lead by example in anything that you do. I mean, you lead your kids, you raise your kids by example. Yeah. You know, we teach our husbands how to be what we wanted to be by example. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Let's not hope that Andrew or David are listening to this podcast, right. please. At least fast forward, th- uh, please, two minutes, uh, gentlemen, and we will catch you back on track. It's all by but example. It is. And the other thing I, I have to bring to light is you had an upline who is amazing, but she was also how many miles away? I mean, the halfway yeah, across, across the country, country. Mm-hmm. halfway across the country. So she couldn't be there right there with you. And you were very successful in your business with that. And at the time, I mean, let's be honest, pre-COVID, your company was not technology communicated or... No, it was, it was it, we were face-to-face, person-to-person. Right. It, it wasn't. Right. Like, like, and social media, y'all were not on social media together as a group, things like that. And, and your company filled in, they pivoted. they pivoted come COVID. But again, you were still successful having an upline that was halfway across the country. Mm-hmm. And it was phone calls once a day or phone calls once a week and, you know, the mentor. So like, that's something else I want to share with people is that one, you don't have to have an active upline to be successful in this business. I mean, somebody could literally sign you up and walk away the next day, or they could be 1,400 miles away and you don't see them on a regular basis. But you, there are still ways to be successful in this business without having that kind of support. Like you find it in other ways. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like anything in life. You, Your success is on you. You can't expect everybody to do it for you. I mean, there are mentors and things that you can turn to for help and assistance. But when push comes to shove, it boils down to you. What are you passionate about? What are you willing to do? I mean, anything worth having is going to take some effort and some work. Nothing is a get rich quick scheme. It's not true. I mean, even playing the lottery. I mean, how what are the odds of you hitting it and, and winning anything, you know, substantial? 
to have anything really worth having, you have to work for it. So it comes down to you anyway. You've got to do the work. And if you're going to put all of your eggs in somebody else's basket because they're not the best leader for you, that's on you. Yeah. I mean, you find the one that's going to motivate you. You find the one that's going to give you what you need, but then it's on you to take it and run. Right. And to the level that you're comfortable with. Because that's the other thing, too, I think that we get caught up in is so many times we get caught up in the all or nothing. I either have to be I'm either walking or I'm running. I'm I'm at a sprint. Right. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do that either. You can be the slow and steady and work the business at a pace that is sustainable to you. That is not sacrificing your family, a pace that is not sacrificing your priorities, a pace that like God is going to bless that, especially if he's called you into an industry like this. And you don't have to run or sprint to think that, okay, well, I've got to hit the top rank within the next 12 months to get the paycheck, to get that. God's going to sustain you either way. Like if you are truly... If you are obedient in him, he is going to provide every single day. He is going to give you exactly who you need, exactly what you need. But you can't sit back and say it didn't happen because God didn't make it happen. You still have no, to put oh, yeah, that effort. Very much, yeah. But you're right. I mean, being self-employed, you know, there are good and bad. Right. You have to be your own boss. When you work nine to five outside of the home, you know when you have to be at work and you know when you get to go home. You know when you get to take your lunch break. When you're self-employed and you work from home, it's a little more difficult because you have to have that self-discipline. And I will be 100% transparent right here. I like to have fun. I know you find the hard to believe toy, but I like to have fun and I like to travel. <laughs> so sitting in my office for, you know, a few hours a day, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, now I can ride out somewhere and hit a coffee shop and do something, you know, for a little while. I can be on the phone while I'm driving, whatever. But again, how successful you want to be is going to fall back on what is it you want out of your business. There's nothing that says this is what everyone has to have. This is what you have to strive for. This is what you have to do. It is this is what is available to you. You find out what you want. You determine where you want to be and then you work accordingly. You know, I mean, it's the same thing with with working at any other job. You know, if you get in there and you do the very minimum, you're going to stay where you are the rest of the time that you're there. But if you want to move up that corporate ladder, you're going to do what you need to do to move up that corporate ladder. The only difference is that you have to be more self-disciplined when you work for yourself. But you work at your own pace. You do what you want to do. If you want to push yourself to be more, to do more, to have it faster, quicker, then go for it. But if you want to dip your toe in a little bit and just see what it has to offer and and do I feel right doing this, go for that. We are our own worst enemy and beating ourselves up because a lot of times, you know, we always compare ourselves to someone else. Oh, but she came in and did it in seven months. So. Right. Oh, for sure. (laughs) You know, I'm not living her life. I'm living my life. Mm-hmm. And my life says, I'm going to do it this way. And so many things. The other thing, too, is that our business, because we are independent contractors, like, and I heard somebody say it as far as like, we're not necessarily small business owners, but we say we're small business owners. That's not necessarily true because we have billion dollar companies behind us, right? Like, that's where mm-hmm. we're an independent contractor for the billion dollar company that is giving us the product and giving us the resource. We're independent contractors. And as an independent contractor, I get to decide how I work my business within the guidelines of my contract 
with my business, right? So if I want to work it to where I get to do this, this, and this, I don't have to work it the other way. And I'm not saying that I have to reinvent the wheel, but I'm also saying that I don't have to work it in the box. I don't have to work it the traditional way that everybody's worked it for the last 15 years. I don't have to work it the way people worked it during COVID. You know, the people who were quick to pivot seemed crazy at the time in your previous company. The ones that were already doing Facebook parties and doing Facebook one-on-one consult, you know, like FaceTime one-on-one consults, people were probably like, gosh, that's isn't that a little impersonal? They looked like they were nuts. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, no, I'm trying to get to the people that are further away and da-da-da-da. Well, then come COVID, which nobody had a freaking idea about, they were the ones that were like, let me show you how I've been doing this. And they were the leaders. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that had the top sales. They were the ones that continued to recruit because they had had this when everybody else was looking at them like, mm, that's not really the way that we're supposed to be doing it. Or that's a little out of our my wheelhouse. I'm not that technology savvy. Those are the people that led the way. Led the way. Mm-hmm. And so like, if what you're upline is teaching you, even if what the company is saying, this is the way that we want you to do it. This is the way. Great. But that those are guidelines. Those are always guidelines. Know your contract. I mean, that's something I've certainly learned over the last year. Like I have read through my contract and it's a box that we typically just check when we hit the submit button, right? Like when's the last time we've read our agreement, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm allowed to do these kinds of things because I'm not breaking a breach of contract mm-hmm. and I can work my business the way that I want to. And I can offer this services or I can offer outside of this service or I can present my product this way. I can have it in a store. I can do all these things. And that's what works for me. It's a little bit more more work because you're a pioneer and not everybody's looking outside the box like you are. Well, but- I think, you know, that's that's a lot of it too, Tori, is that I think direct sales have been put in such a box of this is what these people do because this is what their end result needs to be. And it gets a bad rap. So think outside the box. It's not like that. That's kind of the reputation that it's had, but Mm -hmm. it's so different than that. So different than that. I remember when I first took the idea to my husband about doing the direct sales thing. And he told me it's a scam and you're going to get burned. And when you do, I don't want to hear you cry about it, but you go ahead and do it because he knew I was going to do what I wanted to do anyway. Good man. <laughs> and he would be the first one to tell you now that you're crazy if your wife doesn't give it a try. Yeah. Because of the change it has made, because of the income that it brought in, because of the flexibility that it had and making this change to doing the wellness company, though it's a totally different type of thing, I still have the ability to have the same outcome. Right. So it's stop thinking inside that box. No matter what you think, stop thinking inside that box. You've got to expand your thinking. You've got to expand. You know, if you were afraid of, you know, oh my gosh, I could get hit by a car or my tire could go flat or my brakes could give out or my air conditioning might quit working, you would never leave your house. So if 
you use those doubts, the what ifs, or this could happen or that could happen, you're never going to give yourself a chance to find out what you are capable of and what is out there for you. Take that chance, make one little decision, give something a try. It may be for you, it may not be for you, but you are never going to know if you don't give it a try. Right. And then who knows? I mean, the friendships that are built, look at the traveling that we've done, you know, look at the income that we've made. Both my kids went to private colleges. We paid cash for them. I'm now a grandmother of four who I can spoil however I want. I can do whatever I want. I have the ability to take care of my mom. Right. You know, and do what needs to be done. I couldn't do that in a nine to five. It just would not have worked in my life, in my situation. No. And it wouldn't, I mean, coming back, like backing all the way up, leading up to that point where you traveled to go visit your parents, to tell them about your, you know, your nugget. My nugget. Um, And then like, that would have been something you would have had to do it on the week. Like there are so many things and then you would have had to get back and then you wouldn't have been able to be there with your mom while your dad was in the hospital. Like, there's so many other pieces that mm-hmm. would have had to come together. And I look at it now, too. I mean, let's be honest. People are buying things off of Instagram from influencers they have, they have never met, will never meet. And that is direct sales. Oh, yeah. Without, without the recruitment, like essentially. like. But then once you buy enough product, then they're like, hey, would you like to be an affiliate? Would you like to sell product for us? And it's like, well, you're not building a team. Like, you're not recruiting somebody. We just want you to, you know, just post four times our product, you using our product on your Instagram and you'll get a 50% off coupon for your next order or share the link, share the link, Mm -hmm. things like that. They're taking that from network marketing. Yeah, it's crazy the way little nuggets of it are being taken and used in other companies and other like Instagram and things that nobody thinks anything of. But as soon as you talk about direct sales, you know, it's big red X. Oh my gosh, they're one of those, you know. No, it's not like that at all. It's the, you know, the bad rep that it's been given all these years. That's totally not true. But evidently, it's got something going for it because there's a lot of people trying to do it in a lot of different ways. Oh, they are. And they're trying. I mean, let's we could just follow Kim Kardashian on Instagram and she <laughs> would have her own, you know, like, here's the link for this. Here's the link for this. Why? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I just use this. And here's mm-hmm. the da, 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 da. I'm like, well, Kim Kardashian <laughs> is in direct sales. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. It's essentially, it's finding a product that works for you, that you love, that all you're doing is sharing it with the people that you know. And for those that are in it, not just because at this point, the company that you and I both are currently in is they have set it up to where you don't have to recruit Mm -mm. anybody, Mm -mm. period. You don't have to recruit anybody. All you're doing is finding other people that want to try the health and wellness yeah. products with you. And that in itself is like, you just need, I mean, it's just having customers, which brings us all the way back to what you said. Nothing happens until somebody sells you something. How many times do you go out and get a pair of shoes and go, girl, I just found the world's most pair, comfortable pair of shoes. You've got to get a pair of these. You just did direct sales. <laughs> Technically, you know, you literally just sold somebody a pair of shoes because you loved them. 
Okay, here's one for you. Overland Park people, if you have not been to Tacos for Life, it is a new taco place that just opened up on 135th and Blue Valley Parkway. So this is my little shout out. This is not sponsored by Tacos for Life, but if Tacos for Life wants to sponsor me, I am open to sponsorship. (laughs) And it is so good. I really liked it. But what's really cool about Tacos for Life is that for every meal that you buy, they actually give a meal back to third world countries. And so they actually show you the bag of rice and manna that they send over. So for every taco, every meal, they send over a bag like that. And so I'm like, well, yeah, I'll buy a taco from you over Taco Bell. I mean, see, and there's, again, finding something that you love and it's sharing it with somebody else that's really, and if they didn't sell that to you, they wouldn't have that meal to give to someone else. So nothing happens until somebody sells something. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I just want to say thank you so much. I know that you did not come to visit by any means to be a a podcast episode. And this is your first podcast. And she doesn't, y'all, she didn't even listen to podcasts. So we'll forgive her on that one, but we'll make her listen to this one. I'm old school. (laughs) I'm learning. I'm learning. She's also going to, she's going to die when she hears her voice because I think I die when I hear my voice replaying this. And so it's real awkward when you're this, if you're not used to it. But anyways, I do want to just say thank you so much for sharing your, your story and your experience because like this is an industry that you and I both love, that we both believe in, and it's not company specific. We believe that a number of the companies, you just have to find the right one that works for you, that has the right business model, business plan. And you you can think out the box. You don't have to do it the way it's always been done. But thank you so much yeah. for your time. Well, so. thank you for having me on. And I appreciate you uh, giving me a chance to share my story. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Well, GBR girls, I am so thankful Again, that you tuned in this week. And I want to remind you that I do have a weekly planner on my website, crazyfaithmama.com that you can go and get and it helps you prioritize your week. Let's talk about how we get God in and our family in. And then we will figure out where the business stuff comes in because Lord knows that he is going to bless when we honor him first and our family second. He'll honor our business wherever it's at. And so I definitely want you to take advantage of that on the website. So be sure to check that out. And if you haven't already, I would please ask, please, please, please. I would love for you to share this episode or this podcast in general with somebody you know who is in direct sales or who has been part of direct sales that you think that this would be encouraging and that they would enjoy it. Or if anything, just somebody who needs a good laugh because I think Kim and I are pretty darn funny. So... (laughs) (laughs) There is that. So thank y'all and I will see you guys next week. Great session today. I'll see you back here next week. In the meantime, be sure to follow the real Shira on Instagram. And if you have any questions between this week and next week's session, be sure to email me at girlboss.rehab at gmail.com. And remember, God already factored in stupidity when he assigned us our mission and purpose. Yeah.